Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. So in the podcast, we it's called Inside the Closet, and we try to think of it like, have you ever wondered what two people would talk about, two gay people would talk about when no one else is around? Welcome Inside the Closet. <laughs> so we're doing it live with you guys, but we'd love to get like questions from you, we talk about sex a lot on it. Literally, yeah, anything it doesn't have to be, is that we it doesn't have like, to be I'm sexual. I'm desperate, so today can be. Yes. It can be less that. Yeah. Right? Do you guys have any questions at all? We should start all? talking. I mean, do you want? To, I can hold the microphone yeah. if you want. Ready? Do you have enough ener- energy? Energy? What am I like? Oh, I'm, years I'm old. so jazzed up. <laughs> you don't seem jazzed up. I'm so jazzed up. Well, can we tell them the good news? Yeah. Get Emma, share it. I had such a shitty week last week. She she fell down the stairs. I, I had such a bad... Did you fall down the stairs? Why did you fall down the stairs? Oh, I have a drinking problem. But, uh, which is not good. So, so I have not been drinking since then. But I just like the shittiest week. And then he was like, you know, it's just how it is. Ups and downs. And then uh, I, like, got cut from something, and this other thing got canceled. But I just today got cast as, uh, uh, in uh, that show, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, as one of the leads. Girlfriend. I'm so excited. And I am getting hate on Twitter about my Mariah comments. (laughs) No. Mateo made a funny joke where Mariah Carey and they're just, like, coming at you. But that's funny, right? Like, I just said she's cuckoo bananas, which, who are we disagreeing with there? And then I just said her new song, The Star, should be called The Falling Star. I don't know. Is that funny? Listen, it's hard to make jokes. Everyone else on the show was like, uh, and then another news. I'm like, someone say something funny. Also, if he didn't say that, as a true fan of her, he'd then be enabling her. Well, I've seen her live seven times and felt nothing every time. Also, no, because that's what, you want to know what happened? I, okay, but we have busy lives, Mariah, all right? I went to her Christmas concert last year. She was an hour and a half late. Thank you. And then I went the next night, because I got tickets, it was a whole thing, but I went the next night, and she was an hour and a half late that night. And didn't you bring, you brought a straight friend one of the time. Oh, I brought my friend Evan, who's straight, who had no idea what was going on. And he's, he's also straight and, like, very muscular. and like very much like, this is going on, man. My name is Evan Williams. Uh, I am, uh, I am straight. Uh, but I love gays. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that is like 100% exactly. Yeah, I wish you guys knew because that's 100% literally Evan. But anyways, Evan's a recovering coke addict. So while I know, so he's so, running up the stairs. We're falling down. And he's just sprinting up them. He's jumping up the stairs. So we're trying to keep Evan off coke, right? And he's doing a good job. But then at the Mariah concert, um, which it, at, at, at a Mariah concert, it's inappropriate to do drugs. And I mean, I don't do any drugs. And I'm not just saying that because you're kids. I literally don't do drugs. Um, but it's inappropriate to do drugs at Mariah concerts. It's not ACDC. It's like, you know, it's not what, there's no drugs to be needed. The gays next to us, who I did not know, were doing coke. Mounds of it. And I thought, I know, it's, you know, it's literally Mariah like, Christmas time! And they're, you know, so I'm like, what? 
relapse, and then Evan, who's standing next, I'm like, oh, this is it. He's gonna he's gonna relapse at a Mariah Carey Christmas concert. Have to go back to AA and be like, you know, was at this Christmas concert, and these gays just brought me in. You know, I just. So Mariah could have, she was threatening my friend too. Yeah, and Mateo's like a true fan of hers, so the critique is wanting her to do better. Her, I am a true fan of hers. I just, I'm upset that she sounds like she's just. I hate that she's lip syncing. Yeah, she's lip syncing and she's phoning it in. It's a mess. So he's just trying to keep it real, is what it is. Um, but congratulations on your oh, job. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. It's just. It's what so, if you become actual girlfriends with her? Is she a real lesbian? No, she's married. To yeah, me. but, but isn't your ex girlfriend straight? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Did any of you guys watch the show? Yeah. Really? I'm so excited. I'm not even a good actor. All two of them. Yeah, all two of them. That's you guys. You are a good actor. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> like, the, I, like, I've been on auditions where they're like, pretend you're watching your best friend get murdered, and I'll be like, <laughs> So I'm not that. Did you tell them about the, sometimes you'll go out for roles where... Um... No, I see, the thing is, because I have such gay voice, the problem is, like, I'm also Italian and Mexican, so I look like a deli worker, and... <laughs> I know, because I, sh- I sound gay, but I should sound like, my friend. But um, <laughs> I, I, w- I go on auditions, and then this, this is like kind of an older joke, but it's true, because I would go on auditions, and it would be characters I could, just ne- I could never play. It was like, Zach, 19, football player. Well, Zach's going to have a secret to share with everyone. <laughs> So we bo- and sometimes I would go on auditions where it'd be like, you know, like the cute straight girl with like a pixie haircut or whatever. And then I would show up and it would just be uncomfortable for me and everyone else in the audition room because I'd be like, look, they asked me to come in. I'm not just like busting in here. Like, I belong too. So can we do that? Sorry. Can I? But can we both pretend to be straight and see if it works? Like if we were in a scene together? Oh, boy. <laughs> This is not to make fun of straight people at all, by the way. No, this is us struggling to show that we can't be anything but ourselves. All right. Oh, now we made so it like I, a, a, a... I'm, I'm going to be the girl. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it would work better if we reversed the roles. <laughs> That's it? You crossed your leg? Cross that makes my, you a girl? This, I say... My legs are already crossed. So if I was pretending I was straight and we were on something, I'd be like... Um, Already know. What do you mean already know? You just went like this with your jacket. Yeah, to try to like... Like a 55-year-old business I was trying to, cover, trying to cover up my breasts. No, you would... All right, go on. I'm not trying to be a floozy. All right. Not that there's anything even... I mean, you know, but... You can't say anything today. You're fine. So, uh, yeah, if I, was trying, if I was coming in, like, I was trying to be Just straight. give me your best, like, hey, you're Sandra. Uh, Sandra, 27, um, looking for a new job at a sushi restaurant. But you're actually a struggling actress. So I'll be the manager. Hi, are you taking applications? I already. um, (laughs) Yes. I'm actually, um, like, really into sushi. (laughs) This actually doesn't go well with a lesbian joke. I don't know. Damn it. See, I'm not that good an actor. I'm not that good an actor either. This is going to be a disaster. But well, it is what it is. It. Well, yeah, it is what it is. But congratulations. Thank I'll, you. Yeah, they listen, can't take memori- it back. Show up, memorize yeah. the lines, and you're good to go. Uh, it's so, there's so many, like, like, I don't know, being a student is so hard, too, because you guys have to manage so many different kinds of stress, too. Like, studying for stuff, you're not getting enough sleep, you're trying to find your potential mate. <laughs> 
Yeah, but that goes on for the rest of your life. I mean... But if you can hook someone now because motherfuckers get worse out of college, I promise you that. I promise, because when you're in... Not to... Like, when you're in college, you have, like, communal, like, meeting grounds. Like, you guys can go to the cafeteria. Like, treat that cafeteria like a bar. Like, post up near the soda machine and be like, you want a Coke? I got you. You know what I mean? Like, do whatever you need to do to, like... Find a good quality person now because when you get out there. Oh, when you talk to someone in Manhattan, if they want a a Pepsi or a Coke, you're mugged. Exactly. You're like, hey there, and then you're hospitalized. Exactly. No one talks to anyone. And if someone does talk to you, I'm suspicious. Very suspicious. If someone's like, hey, you're cute, you'd be like, I don't do that. And you're like, all right. Get away from me. I'm going to go on my eight apps to find someone the real way. How do you guys usually meet people? We don't. <laughs> do I would do twenty? They're all the average age here is twenty. What? Do, how do you meet people? At a party. At a party. Okay. When's the last time you were at a party? Oh, I haven't been to a party in. I haven't been to a party in. I don't remember the last time I was at a party. I haven't been to a party in, like, <laughs> man. <laughs> but I, I loved going to parties. I used to like love parties, but I wouldn't really meet people at parties because. I feel like I'm like a very like niche taste because I really like uh, it's true because like did you just get stoned no 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 I was just you just asked you're up here but I was just I'm just thinking about it because like because like it's not like usually it's not lesbian like I don't connect well that with lesbians for dating it's more like Emma had to google what lesbian sex was late last week But I'm a pretty sexually active person. Where I, well, I haven't been recently, but I've like had tons of girlfriends. But it's because I always uh, like would like I was going through phases where. Yeah, but how are you meeting them? That's the question. Well, for a while, I was Tinder, and then I was dating people. Yeah, who's on Tinder? But Tinder. Really, All right, just... we got some. All right. All right, there's not. Listen, got magic. There's nothing to be ashamed of back there. That's a, yes. I'm turning. I literally am Wendy Williams right now. Like, but- oh yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Like, those two assholes encouraged everyone to get on Tinder. That was the big takeaway. I know, right, but, start. Yeah, but Tinder's tough when you're dyslexic, too, actually, because it's so much left and right. Like, me on Tinder is just like, ah! <laughs> It's Mayday. I you use that dyslexia. Oh, I'm like, I confuse everything. <laughs> left and right, right and wrong. I don't know what's going on. I just get very, very confused. Wait, does anyone have any questions? We can take some, because we'll talk forever. Yeah. Me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I walk to class with this girl every day, right? Work. Okay, so she walks to class with this girl. Come up here and ask a question so they can hear you. Get up here, girl. We want to make sure you let home hear it. No, just talk in this. We just, no, 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 just right here. This is fine. Just sit right here. Just ask the question here. Also, is the girl in the room right now? Because that'd be real uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, so this girl I walk to class with all the time. We um she we were talking, you know, regular conversation, and then she said, "Oh, we should set aside some time and go get sushi one day." And like me, you know, I was just kind of like, "Yeah, okay, I like sushi. Let's go." Um, did she ask me on a date or like is she just trying to be friends? Because I don't know, she's got a lot of friends, so why why me friend? You know. All right, let's think. Give it up. Have, give, it, give it up for... All right, let's think about this. Let's think about this. I have a question about the walks. How did the walks start? Well, it's just from the class we were just in to the next one. So it was just in the class that she was in the next one. So that's how you, you know, you're meeting. Do you sense a lesbian vibe from her? Uh, my, I don't have a lesbian No gaydar? Okay. Uh, Did she wait for you at the end of the class? Well, I mean, yeah. 
Like, she'll hover around until you're good to go. Well, we, like, sit next to each other, so we stand up, and then it's just like, oh, we're going to the same place, might as well go together. Here's what, here's what I think. If she says, I want to set apart some time to go get sushi with you, not like a hot dog or a plantain, <laughs> I think, you know, there's an, I think that's a definite possibility. Should she, are you, how do you identify? Oh, I have a boyfriend. Oh, okay, you have a boyfriend. No! I thought no. this was going to be like... Okay, I asked for her. Oh. oh, I got so excited because I was like, well, she doesn't so seem cute. like a lesbian. Okay. Whoa. All right. This is your question. I well, now you're like... really singled out for the listeners at home, all three of you. There's a girl here who is wearing a yellow, it looks like a 70s hoodie. I like it. No, I like it. All right. Does the girl know that Are you a lesbian? You like uh, both, so you're pan gender qu- queer fi sci fi bisexual. <laughs> bisexual. I don't know the right words anymore. So complicated. I know. Just cut right to it. Bisexual. You have to start doing division just division, to figure out what yeah, people you are. Take out a calculator. All right, so you're bisexual. So are you inter- are you interested in her? Is she openly something? No. Yeah. It was, okay. All right. Here's a, here, here's my my advice. You go get sushi with her and then report back and let us know email us and let us know what happens we'll continue this story to the end of times what's the eye contact like you are such a lesbian <laughs> what is the eye contact like when you guys are talking right but is there like a lingering Cause don't you guys feel like there's like a flirt in the eyes when there's well, gays. Like this is this is the gay. No, you are straight. It's like, no, when you're flirting with someone, there's kind of like a no. Gays are even different. This is a gay. Ready? We do the first look where we go. <laughs> right? And then if you've made eye contact, then you do. Then like then you're like talking to your friends. You're like, okay, I'm going in for the second look. <laughs> he didn't break eye contact. I'm moving in. You know what I mean? Like. That's how you do it. That's how the gays move. But I don't think women usually aren't quite as like smooth as that. You seem to be very smooth. She was talking, and they're fixing desks. Okay, so already sounds like so sounds lesbian. Lesbians. They were fixing desks. You're lesbians already. She had her tool belt out. We were just she was fixing the desks. Just doing some mechanical engineering with the desks. And then did your hands brush while you're fixing the desk? You're avoiding her. Doesn't Sounds that? like she likes you more than you like her. No, but All right, so I've that's avoided what it is. people when I like them. I, mean, I don't know that's the situation, though. I think that she's already... I think it's like she's... It's. I think it's you just would rather be friends with her, but you're afraid she's coming on to you, and you don't know how to break to her that you don't want that. So bring bring her to sushi with you. <laughs> you bring another friend. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. Well, don't worry about her, Emma. There's plenty of lesbians in the sea. Oh, now they're arguing with each other. Well, I just felt bad for the girl that put herself out there fixing the desks, asking, trying to fit, impress you by fixing the desks. Emma, is this bringing back some past memories? Yeah, flashbacks. Maybe she just, uh, you know, wants to see if she can have a girlfriend. All right, who else has a question? Uh, yes, who was taking pictures in the back? Oh, yeah. Oh, Come up here and ask the question. Yeah. For Greek Week. Hi, I'm Erica. Hi, Erica. Um... I'm always like the friend who's like, 
always single, never have any luck. Um, Same. But over the summer, me and my friend were going on a friend vacation, and um, the night before, she's scrolling through Tinder, and I'm like, oh, that guy's super hot. So she's like, oh, follow his, um, follow his Instagram. So I'm like, okay, sure. So they swipe right on each other. They start messaging. He follows me back on Instagram, DMs me. Um, we get into like a serious like conversation, like actually getting to know each other and everything. <laughs> Plus side, super gorgeous, uh, likes cars, motorcycles, totally my type. He's a lesbian. <laughs> that would be my luck. Yeah. Um, so we like actually like start talking and everything like that, but then it gets close to like school start, and he's like, oh, I'll come visit you and everything like that. And part of me is like, oh, yeah, like that'd be really cool. I'd love to hang out with you. But then like school started, and then I was like, thinking to myself, oh, maybe I'll meet a guy here. Okay. Um, that didn't work. So do you think I should try and reach out to this guy, even though I haven't talked to him since, like, school started? Okay, I got this. I got this. All right, have a seat. Thank, Thank you, you, Erica. So I got this. Because as a gay man, I'm used to I'm managing about 17 relationships at once. Uh, you know what I mean? Talking to someone in Brazil, Italy, France, down the street, all happening. Um, and no promises made. Um, I think that if you reach out to him... You can have to use the excuse that school has been just so difficult to get used to, but now things have finally started to calm down, and I was thinking about you. How are you? That's how you start it. You do that. And then if he says, oh, you didn't talk to me, blah, 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 you always go back to school. Blame school for everything. You know what I mean? Find a teacher. Blame him. Find a friend. Blame him. You know, blame everybody. But that, you know, don't, <laughs> but then just say, but I was thinking about you. And then, you know, see what he says. That's what I think you should do. And you want him to come visit? Would you oh, want he to wanted to come visit. How far away is he? Yeah, he's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how far away is he? Then? He's smoking hot. Okay, yeah. That's a sign so that he, he should come he over. Should come if, if you're if you're not even answering questions correctly, because he's so. <laughs> I do that when I like men. I answer questions that I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. All right, but well, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Huh? Where does he live? I think he's from like Allentown. Okay, so it's within driving distance? Yeah. Because that can be a lot of pressure if someone's, like, coming really far away to see you because then there's so much pressure on you guys needing to hit it off. Because then that would suck if he got here and there's all that buildup and then you guys didn't hit it off. Yeah. But if he's just driving and he can drive himself right back, yeah. you're good. I don't even know if I said the right town name, to be honest. <laughs> it's all right. His address. Just, yeah. just message him what I said. Definitely sound like, oh, I'll drive and I'll come see you. Yeah, he wants to yeah. see you. Have a date. Go get sushi. <laughs> Go get sushi with you. Yeah. All right. Who else has a question? Yes, you have a question. Vieni qua. Abbiamo una domanda. Okay, so what's the most difficult part about being a gay comedian? Oh, God, a real question. Okay. Um, all right, well, do you want to answer first or do you want me to answer first? The most difficult part about being a gay comedian. Um, you know what's so funny about comedy is that it's such a straight-driven world that this is the very first time more gay men, women, gay women have kind of broke through before gay men. But kind of all the ones that are super mainstream were in the closet and then then got came out famous and then right Wanda like, okay. right. So I think the the thing is like um, you know like for gay for gays we there's kind of a lot less. Um, there's a lot of uh, deviant sexual behavior in the comedy community, and we just avoid sex in general because they're so with other comedians. But that's actually a good thing because yeah, that's a, lot a good of thing. It helps comedians us focus. Are, like dating and having sex. The, the thing that sucks though is that we have to constantly explain to audiences like, oh god, like 
you know, like, it's like every night you're coming out of the closet and then you get other comedians critiquing you. They're like, well, you don't have to say you're gay. You don't need to mention it. It's like, well, you don't know what it's like. Like, yeah, I do. It would be weird if I'm up there for five minutes and they're like, when's he going to say it? You know, like. Does he not know? Yeah, also, yeah. You'll have straight comedians that'll just like, they'll be talking about, like complaining about, that a big guy complaining about his wife the whole time. Then no one's like, ah, oh, he was too straight up there. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like. You get that privilege of just being however you are, and it's not considered a thing. But it's been good so far, at least in New York. Like, it's now opening up, and there's great people, and great audiences are more open to hearing about I mean, I've been chased by Turkish men out because they were calling me faggot, and bad stuff happens. But generally speaking, it's been good. I think also, too, like, whatever makes it harder for you in the beginning makes you stand out more in the end. So, like, in the beginning, if something is, like, very difficult because you're, like, the only one, or it's, like, can be, like, kind of isolating, then just by virtue of something being you know it's like a casting call like sometimes they'll be like oh we need a person that fits this demographic or that demographic it's harder because there's less of you but then it also helps you stand out more and that's a huge asset not just for comedy but like anything you're trying to do yeah i I think like being gay it's like it's so new to listen to that people are open-minded about it they're like oh I get, you know, like maybe people in audiences have questions they've never been able to ask and so we answer them uh but i don't know i'm i've been having a lot of Fun. I'll feel real with be I'll feel like really like self-conscious sometimes where I'll be like oh I hope I'm like building enough of a bridge or then I'll get nervous where I'll be like uh, you know um, I'll be like oh maybe they didn't like me because it'll be hard where some sometimes I'll feel like I'll come out and people like over be supportive where I haven't even said anything they're just like oh yeah we like the idea of this person but then sometimes I'll come We're out and like, audiences. right and then sometimes I'll come out and I'll feel like there's like a hostility and I'm like I'm not sure what that is and I remember because it could be like oh they just don't think I'm they don't like the joke, which that happens to every comedian, or it could be something else. So, but that's like virtue of, I mean, I've definitely got race and class privilege there because I'm never like, oh, maybe they don't like me because I'm white. I'm always, you always are like, oh, maybe they don't like me by the thing that you feel the most uttered by. Or it's full of Mariah Carey fans and <laughs> you're fucked. Uh, but I think generally speaking, it's been a really great experience so far. You just have to, I think the key is have a, I won't have as many friends as you want, but I have a small core group of friends that support me and you keep building each other up. And, you know, sometimes it's so strange. Sometimes I forget, not that I forget that I'm gay, but like you're just, it's almost like comedian first. Right. You know, in the business, yeah. you're just like, we're all just worried about our jokes. Right. Um, Dave Chappelle had some funny quotes about that when uh, Michael Richards went off, you know, and he said the N word um, at a show. And Dave Chappelle, I, I think he had a clip of it online. He was like, you know, I realized at that moment, like, I'm a comedian first because I was like, was it funny? <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, no. And then he's like, fuck that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? And, which is, it was int- I mean, to each their own with that. But I thought that was very interesting. That Chappelle said that, yeah. All right. There we go. Serious questions. <laughs> Anyone have any other questions? Are you this paper? Yes, sir. <laughs> Vieni qua. Clap <laughs> um, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it up for him. <laughs> What's your name? Ethan, nice to meet you. Good to meet you. Um, I had a gay friend in high school, uh, and I could have sworn he was flirting with me. Uh-huh. He was. <laughs> how can I tell? I need to know how to tell. Uh, are you still friends with him? Uh, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but yeah, we're close, I guess. Okay, all right, let's figure this out. Uh, thank you so much, yeah. Ethan. Yeah. I had, yeah, thank you. I had a friend in high school that I had... Like a big crush on him. I was always trying to flirt with her. And then, like, when I got to college and met other gay people, I was so happy that I, like, hadn't, like, flirt with her too much because I think it would have, like, totally fucked up the friendship. Because also, maybe he's, like, felt, like, close with you, so he felt, like, safe 
to flirt with you, where since he's like not out, like he could, he would have felt uncomfortable actually approaching like a gay person. Yeah, I think sometimes when gays like they're gays, they like I, me. Um, <laughs> when we're you know, straight people have the luxury of like exploring their sexuality at a young age and sharing that and celebrating it with other straight people when they're like 12, 13, because it's just the norm. But gay people don't. So when they discover that they are gay, they're kind of left to their own devices. You know what I mean? They don't, unless you start meeting other gay people, you're just like, I don't know what these feelings are. So, you know, maybe it wasn't like he was like flirting, flirting with you, like, I'm gonna. Let's fuck, you know, but... Um, that would be some heavy flirt. Yeah, that'd be some real heavy... Did they ever get physical or no? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Then maybe he was just... Maybe he had a crush on you, but respected your friendship, and then now that he's, you know, I'm assuming out of high school and he's in college, he's figuring it out on his own, and he maybe has a boyfriend, and he's like, oh, I just needed that, though, to, like, you know, it'd be like being best friends with a girl for so long that you were attracted to, but you didn't want to make a move on. Would you feel like offended if he wasn't trying to flirt with you at all? Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, these two roommates. They were both like super straight, and I remember someone was like, "Oh, are you dating Lindsay?" And I was like, "No." And then Lindsay was like, "Why did you say it like that?" I was like, "Oh, I just we're not dating, and you're straight. Plus, I was gonna date one of you if you were either of you two were gay. I'd want to date Marissa, and it was a whole thing." <laughs> We got in a hypothetical fight. I'm like, but why would we even begin to be arguing about this? And they were like, why would you date Marissa, not Lindsay? And blah, 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 blah. You can't win. <laughs> you can't win. All right. Anyone else have a question? Yeah. Come on up, girl. Come on up. So I recently got out of a seven-year relationship. What? Wow. Yeah. Aren't you seven? <laughs> No. All right. <laughs> um, and it was a straight relationship. And there's this girl at my job who I think is really cute, but I have no idea how to talk to girls. Uh, that's my question. How do I talk to girls? <laughs> okay, great question. Great question. Have a seat. Thank you. I think, do you know she's a lesbian? Yes. Oh, she's ah, a lesbian. Yeah. Half the work is done. done. <laughs> there's no mystery to be solved. Just talk to her like you would talk to a guy. Be flirty. I mean, that, that's kind of it, wouldn't you and say? And there's a real thing. I know there's, like, feminine visibility, too. So, like, where people, she might not be picking up on the clues. But you could just, uh, I mean, do you guys talk at all now? I mean, like, more or less. I feel like she's very, like, friendly with me. But right. I can't really tell if it's, like, flirting. Or also, it can be a warning sign if someone's like, oh, I just got out of a seven-year relationship with a guy. Then she might be like, mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> So I wouldn't even, like, bring that up. You know what I would do? I would be, like, um, be like I'm trying to get involved with more, like, gay, LGBT stuff on campus. Like, is there, like, a, like a bar where it's more women instead of men? Like, what's a good, like, where do you usually meet girls? Yeah, at? maybe just say, I... Just like, you're looking to meet girls, and you're like, yeah, you, specifically. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's, a, I think that's a good strategy. I think that's a great strategy. Yeah. That's the first good strategy I've ever come up with. So I'm glad. No, you made it on a television show now. So did yeah, thank you. <laughs> so did what? I got thank in you. trouble with Mariah fans <laughs> on page six, but the page six show was fun. Um, anyone else have questions? You guys are such a great crowd. Yeah, what's up? Come on up. Clap it up for him. Come on up. Say your name, Isn't please. Daniel, actually, a really good singer too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. I sang opera. Uh, my name is Anthony. Hi, and, Anthony. Um, how did the 
the Pulse nightclub shooting really affect your personal um, writing process? Like, mm. how did all of how did that affect you? What other people were going through? I actually thank you for that question. I actually, you know what it did? It, it when when Pulse. I guess this is such a look at us busted. Um, when I, when Pulse happened, I I started to just reflect. When things like that happen, you know, the, the way I approach it is like you can't control. You can't help everybody, but you can start with your small circle. And so I have a very close group of friends in Chicago that helped me through really tough times. When I came out of the closet, we were all there. It was the three of us. We're, we call ourselves the, um, uh, uh, the what's the Bette Midler? Um, uh, why can't I think of the name? First Wives Club. Yeah, sorry. God, I kept thinking Hocus Pocus. I was like, Mateo, you're so gay. Um <laughs> So what I did is I just I shared my greatest memories with them because because that was the many nights that I've had. I've had many nights where it's Saturday, Friday, I'm with my gay friends and all we want to do is go to a place that is a place for ourselves. You know, we don't need to feel judged, we don't need to be it's just a place we're comfortable, a place we can listen to Mariah and Whitney and dance and laugh and dress however we want to dress and those were the people that I shared those times with. So I I immediately called them and said how much I love them and how much they mean to me and um I you know, it was sad for everybody and I think that it should have I think that we should have I mean we did you know we did a lot but I felt like it just was a, it was awakening to a lot of people I think but for me personally when I handled it I, I made sure to call my closest friends Patty I didn't know you yet and uh, that's my friend Patty in the back say hi to Patty everyone hey Patty um, but you know and it, RuPaul's right when she says we call ourselves family because you're choosing your family and it's not easy for everybody and we, are, we all know people where it's not easy whatever your life is you come out whatever you are it's not easy for people to accept that so those relationships are really special and so I just made sure to keep those memories of my happiness in times like that alive with those people that's how I dealt and with, with on stage you know what I just continue to be me and un unapologetic yeah. Was that too serious? Yeah, that was great because, um, you know, I'm gonna I be, see I'm just, you laughing. No, no, no. I'm going to be like totally honest. So this is like not the best in me. So, uh, oh boy. So when the Pulse nightclub happened, it really just smacked me in the face the level of selfish that I had gotten. Like it was like I couldn't believe like what a self-absorbed monster I'd been in because. So what happened was I was like going back and forth um, about something with entertainment. And I remember reading about Pulse Nightclub and I think maybe as a defense mechanism, I didn't really absorb it. So I remember reading it and just like not even thinking about it. And then this is very embarrassing. And then I was talking to a booker and I was like, hey, I just wanted to follow up about, um, you know, this entertainment thing. And she was like, absolutely. But like, first, can we take a moment to, you know, reflect on Pulse Nightclub? And when she said that, I was like, Moment. Okay, so what's up? And then after that, I called my friend uh, Robin, and I was like, you know, I've really, like, become not even a person anymore because, like, this person who was straight was saying, like, hey, let's just take a moment and stop talking about business and reflect on Pulse Nightclub. And I literally was, like, you know, phoning it in. Like, like okay, like, I pretended to take a moment, and then I hit her. I was like, oh, yes, like, absolutely, let's take a moment. It's like a moment of silence. And then I was like, one, two, three, bah, 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 bah. what's up? 
So when that happened, then I had to like really take a step back and be like, oh, I got to really reevaluate my priorities and then like start to think like how I can be a better person. I have Should to I have not shared that? I'm just trying to keep it totally no, real. No, 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 and no. I totally regret it. I, I regret it where I was like, you know, and I think that, the, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, then that was like a moment for me where I was like, I got to be a better person and then um, start, you know, I do think that the personal is political too. So trying to just like be better and be more aware and then, yeah, so the pulse of the nightclub affected me and that it made me be like, I just got to, I got to do better. I, I have to say, too, that, like, you know, with the, the business that we're in, the industry that we're in, it's such a, you're, you're fight you're, like, scratching and fighting for yourself, and it's a tough business. I mean, you know, it's a lot of fun, but it's total sacrifice. You don't date. You don't see your friends. You're on the road. You're tired. You're driving. You're getting booed. You're getting hated. You're getting fired. You know, it's not like it's the easiest job in the world, and it creates this kind of toxic um, environment in your head where you stop realizing that there's a world outside of yeah, you. Yeah, so that smacked me out of that. I yeah. was like, so I, like, oh. I get that. You know, it's like sometimes it's like a wake-up call. I mean, anytime there's a death, people handle it differently. Some, you're, right. you're Italian in my family. You scream and throw yourself down the aisle. But, um, right, that's an Italian way to do things. But other people, my dad's not Italian. He just gets very quiet and doesn't talk ever. So people do deal with things differently. And um, as long as you figure out a way to process it or it wakes you up, then it gets you out of that. You know, we have to remind ourselves that, like, school's not the most important thing, work's not the most important thing, your friends and your family and your relationships you've built in your life are going to keep you going for the rest of your life, and that's the core thing that should be the most important to you, so you have to remind yourself of that every once in a while. And also, maybe, I was in, a like, a secret relationship, and I was like, look, we're so lucky to be in... Uh you know, we can be out. We live in New York. We're like in America. Like she's like, I was like, we can be out. I was like, it's important for us to do that. Like no matter how uncomfortable you are with your like sexuality or whatever the fuck she had going on, uh, an ex, I was like, we, act, I want to be out. Like, and if you can't get comfortable, then we should just not be together because it's something like pulse. It's like, we should be out because we can be. And then maybe someone who can't be can feel less alone by seeing us. And then in my head, I was like, you bitch. <laughs> All right, we got real serious. Um, but yeah, there's also no shame in just being honest. Everyone's had moments of not good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This Some morning. more than others. Yeah, yeah. Some while you're falling down a flight of stairs. You know, it's just... Yeah, you really did fall down a flight of I stairs. I did a flip down those stairs. <laughs> um, we have like five more minutes, so it would take a, yeah, we'll take the last couple of questions. I wish our sound system was better, but whatever. What's your name? Uh, my name's Matt, single, straight looking. Work, yeah. Matt, get it. Um, I'm actually a very big supporter of uh, the LGBTQ community. Um, my question is, do you think there's any hope that our broken society, the way it is now, can ever recover and that people can, like you guys can actually be considered equal? Uh, good question. First of all, I hope we get so much... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well, like a, just, real good way to, a real good way good. to like get girls is to like be pro gay for sure. <laughs> for straight guys, yeah, girls love that shit because it shows you're comfortable with your sexuality. They also love, you know, jobs. Uh, <laughs> go to work. Um, I think. Uh, oh God, these are such serious questions, but I have answers to them. Is it fine? It's not all funny. 
Whatever. All right. So I, I think that in times like this, you have to look back at history and look back at times it was very, very tough. And so a lot of people have been reflecting on the 60s because there's a lot of parallel things happening from the 60s to now. And I think that one thing you have to recognize is the only way to be heard is to is to ruffle some feathers. And so I think right now with Trump being president and the way things look politically, um, the other side, the pendulum is swinging to fight for its rights. So in a way, um, even though it sucks right now, in a way, if you look around the room, everyone's a different color, everyone's a different race, everyone's a different you know, sexuality, and we're all here enjoying each other. We're not afraid of each other. And this is one of the first times in history we're able to do that. So things are getting better. And I think, you know, being, making change does start with yourself and the people around you. So if you want to make a change, like I said, a tweet's not going to do it, you know, but getting together with other people, well, maybe a funny tweet will, but, um, <laughs> but be nice to the people around you or be aware of the things that you're talking about. Or if you make a mistake, admit the mistake. You know, people are, are, Maybe I shouldn't have said the thing about Mariah this morning. Whatever, I'll learn my lesson, you know? But it's like, I think in times like this, especially if you're someone who's a minority or you're franchised or marginalized in any way, you know, it's an, there's educational moments. People say things they don't know. that I had so many people say so many homophobic things or racist things, and they don't know what they're saying. So instead of yelling at them and hating them and pushing them away and shunning them, educate them. And don't be mean about it, you know? You just say, that's, that's actually offensive and let me explain to you why. And then if they learn from that, you can move on. If they don't learn from it, then they're just a piece of shit. But, <laughs> you know, you have to take those times to educate people and tell them why. So that's what my response would be. Plus, anytime you can use your pr privilege, like in a way, like if you've got straight privilege or white privilege or class privilege, anytime you can use that like and be like an ally, like that's... Because I remember when I first started learning about white privilege, I couldn't believe it because I'm white, so I didn't know there was white privilege. It was part of the privilege. And I come from Maine, you know, it's basically all white. So then I come into, I remember I moved out of Maine and, uh, you know, being, I think it was like my first, one of my first interracial relationships, she was like, you know, she was like, you have a lot of you have white privilege. And I was like, what are you talking about? No, I don't. I got really defensive. She's like, that's the problem. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and then as I started to learn about white privilege, I was like, oh my God, white people are fucked up. <laughs> and then I was going to people of color being like, man, white people are racist as shit. And I'm like, you don't need to tell us that. I will tell your fucking other white people that. Yeah. We don't need to hear it. We know. And then so I was like, ah. And then so I tried to start being like, you know, more aware of like deconstructing that. And it's a constant battle because, you know, it's just a constant battle. Like if I didn't like keep myself in check with like white privilege stuff, if I was like left alone to my own like white devices, I might be like a monster. So I gotta constantly be like, you know, just like see. And it happened another day. I was in a fucking Uber and the guy, it was a, a young black guy, he's in a Cadillac, beautiful Cadillac. I know. <laughs> but I didn't, I mean, I didn't know. He gets pulled over, and he's like, I get pulled over all the time. I can never speak. He's like, the cop's going to harass me. And I was like, huh. So the cop comes over, and the way he was talking to him, like, no cop has ever talked to me like that. So I, I rolled out my window. The cop didn't see me. He tinted windows. The cop's, like, going at the guy. I just, not even me. I rolled out my window and just take my phone out. Well, you're being recorded. <laughs> He was like, yeah, only a fucking white person could do. Because I literally, I didn't even think about it. I literally was like, you're on camera. 
And the cop was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, hi, white person. What are you doing here? I was like, I'm in an Uber. And he was like, oh. And then he, like, let the guy go. And I was like, that was absurd. We need to take down his license. That guy is a racist. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, I'm glad that you recorded that because I couldn't have done that. And I was like, you know, calling the police station, like, trying to, like, make a report because, like, my... (laughs) Trying to fix racism in two minutes. Yeah. I'll fix this. I'm just being, like, the white jackass telling this guy who, like, knows, like, I'm like, that guy was racist! And he's like, no shit! I'm like, unbelievable, these white people! (laughs) But so anytime you can use your privilege, like, that's good. But I wonder if I wouldn't have been so open to, like, looking at, like, race and class privilege if I hadn't experienced you know, being othered for sexuality. Because if, like, if I was a straight white guy, I salute straight white men that are down to critique themselves because I think I'd be a fucking monster. Yeah, I think you'd be a fucking monster. I'd be putting my dick in everything. (laughs) Just off the top, everything. I, uh, as a gay man, do. But, um, I... No, I'm teasing. I don't. I need to get laid. Um, all right. Well, let's do one more question. And then, yeah, come on up here. Yeah. Benvenuto! Hi, so I've been single my whole life. What's your name? I'm Juliet. Hi, Juliet. So I've been single my whole life. I'm 21. Work. <laughs> um, and I think a part of that is um, I'm really shy. And people are always telling me, just put yourself out there. But how? <laughs> oh, good question. Oh, I good hate question. when people say put yourself out there. I hate it there. when people say put yourself out there. I'm on TV, goddammit. <laughs> and it's still working i'm naked on instagram on tv what else do i have to do to put myself out there i'm out no one's buying i am no one's buying also i, I hate it when people say put yourself out there and i hate it when they say have fun i hate that like, have fun, fun. Uh, or no what am i doing on a date just walking into bars being like fuck you like yeah i'm trying to have fun or when they say be yourself i hate that also be like, myself you don't I'm know me yeah in a tank top with camel toe i couldn't be myself anymore if i tried so i guess the, i think that online dating can help put yourself out there because it can be easier to get confident when you're like not like face to face and then finding friends to just like go to things like being in college now is the perfect like time to be kind of putting yourself and you're 21 yeah work you are so not alone like that might feel like this is crazy I'm single 21 you are not alone I am yeah girl you gotta go and get a um uh, drink. I'm trying to make sure like, I'm not going to get jolt. But yeah, go, go out with friends and have fun. You're 21. But just get a bunch of friends and... Uh... Yeah, I would say try to just like be places with other single friends. Or like, if is there someone in mind that you want to put yourself out there for? Not particularly. So well, you well... find someone you like and then target market. <laughs> target market. Because yeah. you, you don't want to be like, putting yourself out there and attracting people. You're like, who the fuck is this? You only need one person. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I think that's the end of our podcast. I don't know how to turn this off. Do you want to say goodbye on the pod? You guys all? You guys all say goodbye? Bye! It was so nice. Okay. Well, Emma, this has been a fun live at school. Kids, real questions. Yeah. Thank you guys so much.